Hey, this is Ben Fraser. Welcome to episode four of Brick House, the podcast, tips and tricks for quitting porn. Today, I'm going to tell part one of my story. Why am I telling my story? Well, um, telling the story is a great way to, to get some perspective on where this addiction came from, what your habits are like, um, and also it's a great way to, to make connections with other people. One of the difficulties of recovery is just feeling isolated. And uh, if we can hear somebody else's story and find commonalities in it, it helps us to feel more connected and less alone. And that's a good thing. So let me start at the beginning. <laughs> the first time I ever noticed anything that could be pornography, um, I must have been, I, would, I think I was probably like seven years old or something like that. Um, because the thing is that in my family, uh, there were magazines, um, Playboy magazines, I think I can say that word. <laughs> I try to avoid saying uh, specific things because it might be triggering. But um, just to give you an idea of, of what we're talking about, there were, there were Playboy magazines uh, that came to the house and were all over the house. Uh, they were, um, they came in the mail. They came in the mail and my brother and I would get home from school and we'd pick up the mail and there would be this magazine. And um, I know it, it was, these magazines were coming to the house long before I ever realized what they were, long before they ever had any meaning to me. Um, but what's surprising now is that my dad was not uh, secretive about, about it at all. You know, I remember sometimes they were on the coffee table, um, and they were just around and it was normal and it was, it, there was no shame or anything about it, which is really interesting to think about now because I just can't imagine, I just can't imagine that now. So, or I can't imagine a, a father just kind of leaving, uh, pictures of, of naked women around uh, for the family to see. It's, it's, just, it's just hard to imagine. But um, these, those were different times. So this was, um, so I was born in 63. So this would have been, you know, 1970s, 73, some, you know, between, yeah, somewhere around there um, to give you a, a perspective. So I, I've had a few. I had a few experiences that started to get me to think that there was something special about these magazines. They weren't just. It wasn't the same as like uh, Life magazine or or Time magazine or something. There was something something special about these magazines. And um, I remember one time um, we had a babysitter, and um, my brother and I had a babysitter, and she um, was very interested in these magazines. I think she was doing research for some reason. And uh, I remember my brother and I watching TV and she had like gone into the garage and found some of these magazines and was like paging through them. And um, my brother and I thought this was kind of odd. Um, and then we mentioned it to my parents um, when, uh, when my parents came home from, from wherever they were going. And uh, we never saw that babysitter again, <laughs> which is kind of funny. It's so... So it made me think. Hmm, there's something. There's something interesting about these magazines. I also remember, I also have this really um, distinctive uh, memory of uh, uh, my. So my brother and I would sometimes look through these magazines, and I don't know what we were looking for or what we what we were doing exactly. But 
we um i think we were curious but but at the same time they didn't have any kind of a charge in any way for us i I remember this experience of like showing this magazine to my mother and there was this really odd photo so the picture was a man's hand with hair growing on the palm like a lot of thick hair on the palm i think the point of the story was referring to that old thing about if you masturbate a lot, then you'll, you'll grow hair on your hand. I think that's what it was about. And um, my brother and I <laughs> thought this was really weird. And uh, we showed it to my mother. And uh, she said, oh, that, that would never happen. Um, but there was something really odd in this whole interaction between me and my brother and my mother. It, she's, there was something, we knew something was going on on an emotional level, but we didn't know what it was. Um, and it's also kind of interesting to think that, you know, of all the things we could have looked at in this magazine, the thing that was most interesting to us was a picture of somebody's hand. So that's the kind of level of, you know, that's how old we were, basically. We, we wouldn't, weren't interested in, in the, the pictures of the naked, you know, breasts and stuff. That didn't, wasn't interest. Which actually is interesting to think about now, um, that... Um, I want to do a podcast sometime on on life before porn. It's like remembering that there was a time when we didn't care about porn, when we didn't care about these pictures and stuff. And this is sort of a, there was a time in our lives when when these pictures did not have a huge charge. So those are some kind of formative memories. Um, So um, I'll skip ahead now to when I was about 11, uh, my mother gave me a book and it was called Boys and Sex. I can't remember who the author is, but I did actually look this up um, as, uh, as an adult later on, just because I was curious about kind of finding, finding what that was. But um, I'll see if I can uh, have a link to that in the show notes, um, if, if anybody's interested. So my mom gave me this book, and it was called Boys and Sex. And basically, she said, read this and then give it to your brother. Um, so that was the version of sex education in my house. Um, didn't get anything from my dad get, um, at all. Uh, so I read the book and I learned about masturbation basically from this book. And of course I wanted to try it. Um, who wouldn't? It's like, um, as a book, I, you know, I went, I did go back and, and look at this book later on. And as a book, it seems like it was pretty good. It was, uh, there was a whole attitude of like, you know, um, that sex is not shameful, which I think is a great idea, great attitude. You know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's normal. It's healthy. Everybody does it and so on. Um, what I found interesting in this book later on when I, when I read it, because I went through and I, I looked specifically to see if there was any reference to pornography in it. And in this whole book about boys and sex, um, I'm, this must have been written probably the late sixties. Um, in, in this whole book, there was like only three references to pornography at all. And the one that sort of I remember most was um, if you, if you, um, it was sort of advice. It's like uh, something about, something along the lines of uh, if you see, if you as a boy see pictures um, of naked women and you, you find that appealing, it's probably a good idea not to show that to girls because they probably won't be turned on by it. That was the that was the advice. Oh, and there was one other point that was sort of relevant, which was um, if you find yourself masturbating often, um, a lot, 
then you might want to talk to your doctor about that. That was the other point. So, um, but it didn't say, you know, porn, you can be addicted to porn, it's a bad, you know, that it, it, it there was nothing in there that's like sex is bad, and, or sex is, you know, there's unhealthy habits, um, except for that slight reference to if you find yourself masturbating all the time, maybe you should do something about it. So anyway, I, I kind of wish it had given me a little bit more information that like, hey, this is sort of dangerous. If, you, if you're looking at this a lot, this could be a real problem for you when you're uh, 40 and you want to have a relationship with the actual woman. But then again, you know, pornography was a different thing back then. Most people didn't have the kind of access to magazines that I had, and it was hard to get. And a magazine is limited um, to however many pages it has, whereas the internet, as we know, goes on forever. So... I have used up most of my time here for part one, so I'm going to take a break here and uh, finish up part two next time. So thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, if you want to watch the Brickhouse web series or listen to other podcast episodes, go to BrickhouseWebSeries.com. If you're enjoying listening and finding it useful, please subscribe and give it a rating on iTunes. Remember, it's worth telling your story.